Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Thursday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV. I will actually read some of the comments on the air this morning. And a programming note, I will be back at 9 p.m. tonight, Thursday night, filling in for the great Bill O'Reilly. So if you don't get through during the program this morning, I'll be back in a few hours uh, later on tonight at 9 p.m. in for Bill O'Reilly. So a number of issues to deal with uh, locally this morning. Number one, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that Rikers Island is a mess. And the politics around Rikers Island is really starting to surface. The U.S. attorney, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York wants federal receivership to take over Rikers Island. But Mayor Adams continues to put up resistance. I can't believe I'm stating this. I really can't, but I don't know if federal receivership is the answer. I will break it down. We talked about this issue last night. The 68-year-old New York City woman pepper sprayed and called Karen on the subway system is railing against what she calls, and I agree, the racist Use of the word as one of her alleged attackers has been arrested. And this is disgusting, what I'm about to tell you. New York is the place to get high. It's disgusting. State cannabis regulators revealed Wednesday that 2.7 million, 2.7 million New York State residents are regular or monthly marijuana consumers. Utterly disgusting. What is this world coming to, folks? You can reach me at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're going to open up the phones right now. But I do want to begin with this. I really do. Don't tell me, folks, that we don't have great and wonderful men and women of the NYPD. I got the opportunity to observe that up close just hours ago. So I got the opportunity to ride the subway recently. And what an experience it was. It wasn't bad. I have to say it wasn't bad. And I got to observe the excellent attitude of the NYPD on display as I was walking by. So first, I rode the E-train in Midtown. And boy, were we stuffed in there like sardines. It reminded me of when I rode the train system in Japan, in which they have people wearing gloves that push you uh, as much as possible into the train. Obviously, we don't have that, but we were in there like uh, sardines. So I also got to see firsthand, before the train got crowded, a migrant female selling candy, and she had her baby, a very young baby, wrapped up on her back. Then, as I was exiting my stop, a person who was clearly down on their luck or homeless, standing on the outside of the uh, turnstile, walked up and two officers were standing there. And she summoned the officer over and he was kind enough to come over. And she asked the officer, could she get a free ride on the uh, transit system? 
and I'm walking by. So the officer doesn't know that I'm listening very carefully to how he responds. And the woman happened to be a woman of color. He happened to be a white police officer. And the officer politely said, I'm sorry, ma'am. There are no free rides today. I'm really sorry, but please have a good day. And I was so shocked that I walked by and then I had to double back and come tell the officer, thank you for how professional he was with dealing with that woman. So don't tell me that we don't have men and women of the finest police department of the country in the country because we do. Okay, Rikers Island. An interesting dynamic is playing out. Mayor Adams is resisting a bid from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan, the Southern District, to have federal receivership come in. And Adams is insisting he's the right guy to clean up the embattled jail system. The U.S. Attorney for the Southern District, his name is Damian Williams, and I'm quoting him here. The U.S. attorney says this is a collective failure, talking about Rikers, with deep roots, spanning multiple mayoral administrations and DOC commissioners, as he announced plans to seek a court-appointed receiver. Adding, after eight years of trying every tool in the toolkit, we cannot wait any longer for a substantial progress to materialize materialize that is so the u.s attorney is absolutely correct but federal receivership i'm not so sure about and i'm going to tell you why in just one second so at nypd headquarters today well a few hours ago the mayor vowed quote i am the best person in this administration to finally turn around the department of corrections My initial reaction was wonderful. Let the feds take over federal receivership. But then I thought about it for a second. And look at the federal prisons in New York. In Brooklyn. And the Manhattan Detention Center, the tombs. Where you folks know Jeffrey Epstein took his own life. So... I'm not exactly sure that federal receivership, it sounds good, but whether or not that's the way to deal with this. So there is a federal monitor overseeing the city jail system, and he has talked about a pervasive dysfunction there. We all know inmates continue to die. Uh, They and staff continue to suffer injuries. It is a mess a federal monitor has been in place since 20, a 2015 settlement. And Rikers, as a result, has become more dangerous. Inmates dying from fentanyl, overdoses, suicides, violence aimed at guards and detainees and gangs actively maintain control of sections and a, a, a violent drill, drill rap video was even filmed inside the complex last March. How could that happen? Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. I'm going to break down some other stories. We're going to get to the 68-year-old woman in just a second, but 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Uh, Good morning and blessings to uh, Dominic. Um, the thing about the, the lady and the, uh, that went young lady that came up to the police officer and he let her through, um, that's his, you know, his job. And, but, uh, and between really, um, about seven out of 10 people are just coming from fair evasion. The MTA has wasted billions and millions, even with Governor Coco, uh, Governor Como, Hope, one may Adams, which noticed for the longest that they just going through. They wasting billions and billions of dollars, um, but he did do his, his job, and at least she acts. Uh, as far as right, no, he didn't. He process. didn't let her through. He didn't. He didn't let her through. LQ. He said no, but he done it in a very yeah. polite manner. Right, 
uh, as far as Rackets Island, uh, the federal government, I believe they want, you know, they want Rackets Island uh, probably for the immigrants, either the mental ill and all, all the homeless or all the above. Um, and they're going to pay for it and they'll probably get it. And so you think they will get a federal receivership? Yeah. Yes. And do you think it's a good idea? Uh, we don't have to, have to tell the truth, but with all the images in New York, where does New York going to get the money for it? Where? I don't, but they don't, I don't see if I'm having the money. So if they, you know, if they provide all the money, just like they get millions and billions of dollars to MTA at least twice, they'll pay for uh, Rand Rackets Island. Well, it's going to be very interesting. Adams, no mayor wants to give up control of the city's jail system. So Adams is fighting it tooth and nail with everything that he has. LQ, uh, thank you for the telephone call in the Bronx. Let's go to William in Manhattan. Good morning, William. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Dominic. I was on my way over at the church because I volunteered John the Baptist. Uh, the guy, the, the police told the guy put his shirt on on one, I think, 49th Street. He didn't. As I proceeded to go to 34th Street, there was he was like urinating inside of uh, a, a water bottle, and then the West Indian guy came over with, and, and cocked back and like slapped him upside the head, and then the the the, the uh, lady which had the uh, gifted child with her that she was taken care of, said, I commend you for that. If that was my mother, I agree. I see the most craziest things, and this is not a comedy show. That's what I want to leave you with. It's getting outrageous out there. I love your style, man. Have a blessed one, King. Thank you. You you have a great morning as well, William. We appreciate well, well, uh, your, your call, and have a uh, great day. So you know what, folks? Let's go ahead and deal with this. I'm going to go in one moment to Michael in New Jersey, Neil on Staten Island, Larry in Brooklyn, the 68-year-old New York City woman pepper sprayed and called Karen on the subway uh, system. And what did she do? She told a group of young ladies not to jump the turnstile. And now she's railing against the racist use of the word. And it is. It is racist, as we discussed last night. And so one of the ladies involved that pepper sprayed the uh, 68-year-old woman turned herself in Tuesday. This happened at the 66th Street uh, Lincoln Center Station on the Upper West Side. The 68-year-old woman told police she had confronted several young women for turnstile jumping around 3 p.m. Monday when a person said to her, Mind your own business, Karen, before unloading the pepper spray in her face. Well, the 68-year-old woman says she feels sympathy for women named Karen. She says she considers it racist, racist, uh, ageism, sexism, all three, because she says that it says white, it says woman, it says old. But she was able to get a photo of the young woman that pepper sprayed her. Now, here's the bad news, and you can't blame her. She says that she's not sure if she would call out fair evaders in the future due to what happened to her. But added, civilized rules need to be followed. Civilized rules need to be followed, and they do. Let's continue with your telephone calls. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. I have to laugh because things are so really, really horrible that you don't realize what you're actually saying about how bad it is. Now, let me give you, let me explain to you what I mean. You said you went into the subway, which was good. You waited on the platform. There was no policeman. You got on the train. Wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't say that. I don't know how no, you're making there, that jump, Michael. No, 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 no. Was there a policeman on the platform? 
I I didn't see one, but but okay, okay, you, well, you made an you. assumption. But go ahead. Okay, well, you got on the train. Well, did you see a policeman on the train? No. no, you don't have to always see a policeman. Okay, there are none. There's none on the platform. There's none on the train. But when you went to the mezzanine, there was a policeman. I ride the trains sometimes three, four times a week. I have never seen a policeman on the platform. I have never seen a policeman on the train, and I ride the train a long way because they're supposed to go from car to car. Never do I see a policeman on the train. But when I go up to the mezzanine, I'll see four, five, six. One time I saw seven policemen in the mezzanine, in a circle, standing around, talking to each other. So you're correct. You're correct. You went to the mezzanine, and, and when you went there, the woman went over to the policeman and said, can I ride the train for free? And he said no. But that's supposed to change. We don't need eight and nine policemen in the mezzanine. We need them on the damn platform, on the, on the train, which the mayor, when he was running, said, I'm going to put a policeman on every train and on every platform. How long has he been in office already? I've never seen one. And you you don't ride the train that much. But the next couple of callers that, that you get, ask them, do you ride the subway? When you ride, do you see a policeman on the platform? Do you see a policeman on the train? How much you want to bet they're going to say? Never, never. And he's not changing it. And let's see what his new police commissioner does, because we'll find out what kind of a police commissioner he is if he says this is nonsense of having a policeman on the mezzanine and not a policeman on the train or on the platform. So let's see, and we'll find out. We'll find out, like I said, is he going to be Eric Adams' little girl, or is he going to be a real cop? I'm hoping that he's a real cop, okay. but I, I doubt it. Michael, Michael, I, I think you missed the whole point of the story I was trying to no, convey. No, 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 you missed it. You, you go ahead. The, the point I was trying to convey is that a person of color who appeared to be down on their luck you know, uh, summoned over a police officer. The police officer didn't shy her away. He walked over, right, and was very nice, very professional, and said, ma'am, I'm sorry, there are no free rides today. I apologize, but I hope you have a good day. I I, I haven't seen stuff like that. But and, and I think it's a credit to the NYPD. You are right, but you know what would be even better? if he was on the train or on the platform, to protect the people. That might be even better. He was a great policeman. But even better is if he was where he's supposed to be, on the train where most of the crime takes place, or on the platform. We don't need him in the mezzanine anymore because, first of all, the main reason they used to be in the mezzanine is because token boots used to get held up. They're not getting held up anymore. There's no more money. The money is all in the machines. And there's no more more uh, cards. There's no more metro cards because now you get it get it from the machine. So we need them on the train and on the platform. But you see what you okay. you were right. The policeman was great. He was very nice. But he'd be even nicer to the passengers if he was on the train or on the platform. And then maybe that Sergeant Penny wouldn't have had to take action because there would have been a policeman there. And they wouldn't have had to wait for a policeman so long because there would have been a policeman on the train or on the platform. Okay. Thank you for the call, Michael. Let's stay in New Jersey. Let's go to Morty. Good morning, Morty. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to piggyback off of the uh, previous caller, and um, it's not much of a counter, but it is. Uh, I have been on trains at, you know, after I got out of a birthday party at a club, 2 in the morning, there were two cops on the subway car that I was on, um, and believe it or not, I was I was talking to two other guys on the car. I was telling they had never heard of the Warriors, the movie, and then the cops were like, "You got you guys ever seen the Warriors?" And then we all started talking about the Warriors, and then I thought they were stationed on there, and then they got off two stops later. So I'm like, "Where are you guys going?" And they're like, "This is our stop." And I said, "Wait, I thought you guys were stationed on this car." And then the whole the whole car started laughing. I'm like, "Well, well, now what? Now now is now am I going to get robbed or?" Anyway, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, but so there's that. I mean, they, they do ride the cars sometimes, but, you know, they're not they're not stationed on there. Um, another thing I wanted to say was that I I had a brief I had a brief um, stay on Wall Street for a couple of weeks working a job there. And um, every day I would go, you know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. in the morning. But what amazed me was that. Uh, the financial district, you know, I seen people, uh, you know, walking with one shoe on one 
you know, no socks, no shoes, the other foot, um, no shirt on. They're just walking. I, I saw some guy walking in his underwear, and I'm like, this is this is Wall Street. Like, this is where this is where this is the hub of New York City, and it's happening here. And I mean, I, I couldn't go I couldn't go from scaffold to scaffold, from block to block, without you know, uh, without a homeless person, you know, nodding out, you know, stumbling, bumbling, almost falling into me. Um, I've even gotten into a couple of confrontations, but like, you know, you, you can't go a couple blocks without it happening. Um, and then you get, you know, accosted by people asking you for money. If it's not one person, then it's two people asking you at the same time. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous at this point, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Well, I, 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 you, you know, Morty, I, I did have that experience in terms of, I was late for a, uh, well, not late. I wanted to be on time for a meeting this morning. And, uh, you know, I kept looking for one of the street vendors and I, you know, that sells the iced coffee and the, the muffins or whatever. Yep. And I couldn't find yep. one. So there was a nearby McDonald's and I'm not supposed to eat that stuff as a diabetic, a diabetic. But, um, when I went to go in and order some, uh, order iced coffee and, and a sausage McMuffin, uh, you know, of course there, there was a homeless guy at the door and I, I normally ignore them. But I felt compassion. I didn't give him money on the way in, but did give him money on the way out because he opened the door for me. But I can relate to what you're saying. Thank you for the call, Morty. Let's go to Queens. Let's say good morning to Peggy. Peggy, you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I agree that the uh, cop uh, should have said no to the woman. But I think there's a frustration there because the woman actually asked the cop if she could get a ride. And she probably sees all these people jump in the turnstile and she could have done that. But yet she asked permission. I don't know. I, 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 I hear you. I, I hear, I hear you, Peggy. You know, it's become a phenomenon of nobody's paying their fare. And I was just mm-hmm. in shock to see the woman summon the officer over and he literally walked over and was very, very nice to her, you know, and I, I, I just commend the officer for what, for what I, I saw. Thank you for the call, Peggy. I hope that you have a great morning. Back to the 68 year old woman that was maced in the face. She says, and I am quoting, and I'm about to go to, uh, to Norman in Brooklyn in just a second. She says, quote, when people start thinking that they don't need to do anything, that everyone can be an individual with their own rules to themselves. No, that's not what humans do. That's not how we coexist together. So again, one of the uh, young women involved in this turned herself in, and as you might imagine, she was released without bail at her arraignment uh, in Manhattan Criminal Court Wednesday evening. And, of course, she ignored questions as she left court hiding her face behind a piece of paper. Norman in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Did... Dominic, did you say something? Did a shirtless guy go nuts today on the trains? I I didn't say anything about that. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. not aware of it. Okay, okay. Uh, today uh, I took the two. I was on the two train, and it was somewhere but the 14th Street. I don't know somewhere. I was around Wall Street or something. Some guy got on the train on my train through uh, from another train, and he was shirtless. A big guy, over six foot four. And he, in the train, like I say, he was in his 30s. He was screaming, like, don't look at me. Right, right. And, 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 one of the, and, and then he was screaming, violence. What the hell is it? Violence and NYPD and all sorts of weird things. He was screaming and yelling and, and like, banging the windows and stuff. And I turned to the lady next to me. I said, ma'am, get ready to get the hell out of this train with me. And I just, I waited a little bit, and he was just screaming and yelling, and I just, I, and the lady didn't follow me, but I got up, and I went to the next car. Yeah, I'm telling you, this guy was, I, I was going to have a, I mean, I hope not a Daniel Penny moment, but uh, it was, uh, I felt like it was getting close, because the guy was screaming and yelling, felt like, and walking into people, and it was just, a, I said, I got to, tonight, I'm going to tell Dom about this. So and so, what? And, uh, what would you I wouldn't have be surprised if there was, if there was an, more an incident with that guy because he was uh, appeared to me 
looking for trouble, even though he was, I mean, I think he was just so nuts and so out of it, but the trouble was going to follow this guy. And what did that tell you, Norman, the experience that you had? It told me that uh, I handled it well. I got the hell out of there. Because I wasn't, you know, well, if if I punch this guy or take this guy down, for, what, then what? Then you're gonna, then they'll be like, oh, you know, Norman calls WABC was just arrested. <laughs> so you know, I, I I don't know. I just got the hell out of there. That was that. That's what that's what it told me. It told me it told me the subways are are a very dangerous place, and uh, and there was no there was nobody to help. Nobody, nothing. They, I mean, they, he was. They, they, this guy, they, they are very dangerous. And thank you for the call, Norman. The experience that I had, it's not often that I get to ride the subway. And so I was looking forward to it, and I I felt kind of good that the E-train was jam-packed because it reminded me of normal rush hour. I mean, it was literally, we were literally like sardines. And it reminded me of old-school uh New York. And so, you know, uh, I did see two police officers in the experience. Uh, nothing bad happened. I didn't notice anything uh, bad happened. But what I am going to do is take a break right now. When we come back, I'm going to go to Larry in Brooklyn, Neil on Staten Island, Jeff in Brooklyn Heights, and many more calls. We're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And I haven't even gotten to 7 million New Yorkers consuming marijuana at least once a month. What is this world coming to? What am I not understanding as it relates to this weed craze where everybody wants to get high? It's normal. It's not normal. It's dangerous. It's reckless. And it's going to hurt us down the road. I will be right back. Talk Radio 77. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Marijuana for a second. Then I'm going to Larry in Brooklyn on the phone lines and back to your calls. So a personal experience. I tried uh, marijuana in college and I didn't like it because one, call me paranoid, call me whatever, but I've always been concerned with who's touched this before it reached me. What is this laced with? Is this laced with angel dust? Am I going to want to go jump off a rooftop after smoking this? And I didn't like it. I only tried it once or twice. I didn't like it because, especially in the business that I'm in, uh, I like to be in control of my actions, my own actions at all times. I want to be in control of myself to react in any given situation uh, and full control of myself, not on on some substance. So I am disgusted reading that state cannabis regulators have revealed less than 24 hours ago that 2.7 million New York state residents are regular or monthly uh, marijuana consumers, right? And most of this comes from illegal uh, distributors, according to the U.S. Department of uh 
health and human services. And of course, New York legalized the use of uh, recreational marijuana. Recreational marijuana in 2021, um, a move by then Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo to uh, that he described as essential to the state's economic well-being. We'll see what officials say in just a uh, a few years. So it says here on my screen, Larry wants to talk about the the use of the word Karen. Good morning, Larry. What's right. on your mind? Okay, I want to explain to people where this Karen, what this word Karen is all about. See, you know, when I grew up, we stereo. It's a stereotype term. When I grew up, we stereotype black people. Um, like, for example. Uh, black guys are not named Leroy anymore, but they used to be. So we, we used to stereotype black, hey, the Leroy, this Leroy, you know, or something like that. Now, and, and now with women, it's like it's, it, it, the equivalent of character. Larry, if I would Larry, walk up Larry, to a woman, I'm going to let you finish. Yes. Larry, I'm going to let you finish. I'm not comfortable. You're always interrupting. On, no, <laughs> excuse me? Larry? You're always interrupting me, but go ahead. I'm used to it. Right, because, because you know why I'm interrupting you? Because you say outrageous things, almost everything out of your mouth. And I have to worry about whether I'm going to be suspended from the radio because of almost everything that you say. Now, you just use the stereotype to refer to African-Americans. You may feel that's common. I don't. But please continue. Telling you what I experienced. You want to hear the other half of the uh, the other side of it? Or you just want to hear you, the, the Larry, you really don't want to ask me that question. Larry, you really don't want to ask me if I want to hear the other half of what you have to say. Because I'm inclined to say no. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. You don't understand. I'm trying to explain to people how that we used to stereotype black people. Now they're stereotyping white people. That's what I'm trying to say. But. It's a it's a symbol of who has the power. That's what it's a symbol of. That's what I'm trying to bring out. The re, when you stereotype someone, it's a full way of putting them down. Okay, so you only do that when you have the power. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The two tiers of justice in this in this city, the balance of power is now going to the African American people, and that's why they're calling white girls Karens because there's no black girl named Karen. That's one name that you will not find the black girl having. That's not true. I know plenty of African-American women named Karen. One of my best friends who happens to be African-American, her name is Karen. Continue, Larry. Well, that's, uh, okay. That's, that's news to me. Okay. That's, that's very, then I don't know why they call them Karens. And if they're African-American women called Karen, I would think, I said they picked on a name. They were like, wouldn't, why didn't they pick Sharon? Because I know there are African-American women called Sharon. So, you know, um, all right. So maybe, you know, one or two. I, I never met any, to tell you the truth. Growing up in, in public school, I never encountered one African-American girl. Named, I, I encountered Leroy's, but not Karen. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm trying to tell you is that it's a symbol of power. Of put it, when you stereotype people, that means you have power over them. And that's what I'm okay. trying to tell All right. you right okay. now. Hey, Larry. Yeah. Larry, so let me ask you a question. You couldn't state what you just said, which which appears to make sense without repeating the stereotype. You couldn't do it without repeating the stereotype on live radio. I was I didn't say any any bad word. I just said what was a stereotype when I grew up. Come on. We can't we can't deal with with truth. Well, I don't understand. I, I didn't say nappy headed. You know what? I OK, didn't say that's what it. I that's said. it. That's it. Larry, that's it. You're done for tonight. Thank you for the call. Ronald in Oceanport, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Just a couple of thoughts. Um, appreciate uh, the dialogue. Um, subjectivity. When the gentleman talked about the guy in the subway who was out of control, the comment was made that this is a dangerous place. And I don't know. Um, I look at statistics. That's how I live my life. Um, the odds of someone being hurt on the subway are so remote. I'm a little guy. I'm not big. I don't fight. I've been on the subway quite a few times, and I've seen people acting out that have the potential to harm, yet I haven't seen it happen yet. So I'm just going with statistics. The odds of being harmed on the subway are so, so small compared to people eating junk food and driving the Garden State Parkway. So I guess my point is everything's relative about safety. Uh, but I, I, would I want hear you, Ronald, but I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Continue, please. Well, 
And I'm open-minded. I'd like to know if there really are hardcore statistics about what the odds are over the next month that you and I are going to be harmed, physically accosted on the subway. I want to believe they're so remote that you and I have a better chance of getting hit by one of these scooter guys on, on the roads of New York. And that scares me. Um, just a thought. And lastly, when it comes to marijuana, I agree with you. It's sad to see all these young people smoking themselves into oblivion. But I'm more concerned about alcohol. Alcohol does far more damage than statistically more people in your environment and mine are being harmed by alcohol significantly. So it's not such an exciting topic to talk about alcohol abuse versus marijuana abuse. They're both harmful to the body. So I'm with you on that. But if you and I prioritize what's really going on that's harmful, the show would go in a different direction with content. And lastly, Certain fast food places do really offer more harm, harmful products than anything else. Just, you know, just thoughts about prioritizing what's really harmful. Any thoughts about what I'm saying? Does it make any sense? Well, certainly what you said about the fast food is, is accurate. And two, you, you said basically you're stating that the crime in the subway is, it's relative. It's not really going to happen based on t- statistics. But I'm saying to you, Ronald, that I would not want to take that chance because believe me, when I was on the subway this morning, I was watching everybody in between what people had in their hands and so on. Thank you for the telephone call. Let's go from Oceanport, New Jersey to New Hyde Park. Let's say good morning to Mimi. Good morning, Mimi. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, Governor Cuomo uh, passed the law. I mean, he waited uh, a very long time until he passed it. I wrote him letters. I saw kids on the bus. I told them, you're high. You, you can't control your life. What if somebody wants to steal something or hit you? You won't be able to, to control your life. Be independent. And that, then they said Obama uh, smokes. I said, okay, but he became president and, and he stopped. But, but you're young. I, I told him, uh, you know, you, you should control your life. The second point is that this has happened before. In the 1990s, I worked near the stock exchange. I saw these people sitting on the benches that worked in the stock exchange. They were smoking. 1940s, they they had films about marijuana. It has happened many times. We don't learn from history. Young people have uh, this tendency to smoke marijuana. They don't control themselves. And we're losing a lot of kids. Uh, They won't become nurses. They won't become uh, doctors. They won't become astronauts. I don't know. They won't become plumbers. What will they become? I don't know. Well, if we we had to... Well, thank you for the telephone call. If we had to predict what they will become, we know it's, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be a, a positive experience for their life or for society. Before we take a break for the Chronicles, let's go to Neil on Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. What's on your mind? Morning, Dom. I want to talk about the woman, but before I do that, when you talk about the pervasiveness of smoking marijuana, my friend and his wife are both retired NYPD. They were on the Bell Parkway last week in bumper-to-bumper traffic in the heat. And he's saying we had the air conditioning on in the car, and we were choking on the smell of marijuana coming from the outside. Now, could you imagine how many drivers are smoking and driving for it to be on the Bell Parkway like that, where they have to smell it into their car? It's, it's unbelievable. It's it is unbelievable. unbelievable. And it's, it's and reckless and it's dangerous. It sure is. I want to talk about that woman. You know, I just heard in the news today that the MTA lost $46 million in, uh, in, in lost revenue from people not paying their fare. And when you do the math, that's just under 17 million fares. 17 million people didn't pay for their fare. So this one woman, when she asked the cop, and she asked him, if, if I, I would have let her go. I would have personally, I would have let her go. For them. It's not right. But when, you, when I look at 17 million who didn't pay, who didn't ask anybody, uh, I, I would have let it go. What, what do you think? 
Well, I, I thought the F officer was extremely professional and polite. It happened to be at 34th Street, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, he didn't see a member of the media walking up. You know, I just happened to be walking behind them, and, and they didn't see, and I walked past, and I was so impressed with how professional he was to this woman, I doubled back and thanked him for his service, and he smiled. It was really like an experience that you wouldn't expect in a big city. It was almost like an experience in a small town with a police officer. He was nice, he was professional, and he was a credit to the NYPD. You know, I don't know what his commanding officer told him about letting people through. I'm sure the MTA has said no, no, and no, considering, Neil, how much money they've lost, the figure that you just cited yourself. Thank you for the call, Neil. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we're going to Brooklyn Heights, Staten Island again, Brooklyn and Manhattan. We'll be right back. WABC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The world we live in. An EMT stabbed inside an ambulance by an emotionally disturbed man near Mount Sinai West in Manhattan. An emotionally disturbed man stabbed an EMT inside the ambulance in Manhattan Wednesday night, according to police and witnesses, the first responder was trying to assist the patient in the back of the ambulance as it approached Mount Sinai West in Midtown on West 58th Street near 10th Avenue just before 9 p.m., witnesses say. Another uh, EMT, another first responder trying to help someone, and it didn't end well. You know, folks, uh, again, I'm I'm in tonight for Bill O'Reilly, and one of the things that I'm going to uh, deal with, this story is incredible. Carly Russell out of Alabama, the woman that says she was uh, kidnapped, and come to find out she Googled the movie Taken, and can you pay for an Amber Alert? And it's like really bizarre. And the police are stating that they never believed her to begin with. I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down. We you know there are a lot of nuts in the world, folks. Anyway, let's go uh, right back to the telephone calls. We see all of your calls, two calls here, stating that Whoopi Goldberg's real name, as people often say, is Karen. Let's go to Sandy in Manhattan. Good morning, Sandy. What's on your mind? Good morning to you. Yes, I was watching The View, and they were talking about Whoopi Goldberg, and she mentioned her name is Karen. Right. So what? So what's your point, Sandy? No, so I just wanted to let people know that there are black people with the name Karen, and there's right. nothing well, wrong well, with it. Let, let Larry, Larry made that point, and with Larry, Larry can sometimes be very good radio, or Larry can sound like he's from Mars, and sometimes <laughs> on race... On race, right. yeah, I'm I'm just going to leave that alone. But tonight he really crossed the line twice. Yeah, not and nice. so not nice. you know, they, so tonight was one of those nights where he really crossed the line. And I don't know if he knows how much he's crossing the line, you know. But anyway, Sandy, thank you for the call. Let's see what Gina has to say in Brooklyn. Good morning, Gina. What's on your mind? Dominic, briefly, I was going to say the same thing that Whoopi's real name is Karen, but. Now that I have you on the phone, I just want to say congratulations on your extended show Sunday evening. Well, thank you, thank you. You know, we had a uh, Gina, we had a uh, a big uh, a big staff meeting this morning, sales staff, and and a few of us was there. Uh, Sid, Curtis Lee, myself, 
and uh, the new the new uh, hour was talked about uh, in, during the meeting. And so great things are happening. And all I can say is just stay tuned. But go ahead, Gina. No, that's it. I just wanted to tell you uh, congratulations, and your show is really great. Well, thank you. That's very kind and very nice of you to say, Gina. Thank you. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's go to Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. What's on your mind? Good morning. How are you? Uh, let me start by saying what she said. Your show is great, and you are amazing. Well, but thank I don't you. Know if it thank is... you. <laughs> okay. I wanted to talk about the woman who was had no money to get on the subway. Now, yes. was she homeless? Because I just got on. I just heard she, a little about she it. She looked like she was, you know... You you want you want to you, you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but okay. she looked like she was a little off mentally, and she looked like she might have been homeless. Yes. Okay. My thing is, I'm pro police, but you know what? We have to have a little more empathy, and I'm not saying for the criminals or the thieves. I am saying maybe he could have talked to her. Maybe she doesn't know about services that she could have. I just feel we need a little more empathy and get people off the streets and get them help. And I'm not talking about the criminals. I'm saying again, or, you know, the thieves, just a woman like us. We don't know why she was on the street. Well, I, I hear you. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I can say, Lisa, is that the officer was extremely polite and professional to this woman. I hear you. No. That's not offering services. I don't know if that was his role, but no, it was just very that. refreshing. Right. I mean, I I just moved out to Brooklyn, and there's so many homeless people. And do you know, I go over, if it's someone that looks safe, and I'm like, would you like me to buy you a slice of pizza? I won't just hand the money. Do you have a place to go? A lot of them don't want even you to go near them. I understand, but you try. I did ask, ask police officers. There's a woman out here. She's been on the streets, they said, for years. Is there anything you could do? And they're like, no, we can't do anything. I don't know, but someone has to do something because some of them are dangerous, but some of them are really not, and they're lost, and it's a shame. It's it's I, sad. I, I I hear you, but but please be careful, Lisa, going uh going up to uh, some of these individuals. I thank you for no, your telephone call, Angelo, Staten Island. Good morning, Angelo. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I love you, Dominic. You're amazing. Your show is love incredible. you too. Thank you. And um, you know, I look, I listen to you like just about every day. By the way, so I just want to let you know that. Also, um, talking about fare evasions, I live in Staten Island. Nobody pays their fares on the buses. They just go on like they're entitled to get a free ride. And they don't ask anything. They just go on. And the bus driver doesn't say anything. People sit down like it's, like it's their house. It's, 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 I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable what's going on here. And also, I never see any police on the buses. I don't see any police um, on the trains. It's, it's scary because what happens is that people feel they can do whatever they want. Uh, there were people doing drugs on the platform, smoking crack, shooting up. Um, they, they on the um, on the buses. They smoke like electronic cigarettes and and cigarettes. It's just it's out of control, Dominic. And really, the, I had to tell you this because there's something that needs to be done out here. I I agree with you. I I agree wholeheartedly with you and. I, I just don't get it sometimes. I try to stay positive as I, as I emphasize Angelo. I try to emphasize, uh, the, the glass is always half full as opposed to half empty. But sometimes, you know, you, you can't help but notice what's, what's all around you. Thank you for the telephone call. Let's go from Staten Island to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Francine. Good morning, Francine. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic, and congratulations on the extra time. We really like to have you on. And it's wonderful that you're getting more time. Um, I just want to say that the subways, no, I will not ride them anymore. Um, I almost had to retire because uh, some guy tried to accost me on the train a a couple of years ago, and I had to retire a year later. And I will not ride the trains, and I'm happy to say that I do get a taxi service whenever I need to go somewhere, and I don't have to pay for it. So that's all I wanted to say. And you keep doing what you're doing. I also want to say that there is a Karen disco singer named Karen Young who sings Hot Shot. So my, um, what was this guy, Michael? I don't know his name. 
from Brooklyn. He irks me Larry. with some of his comments. Larry. Larry. Let me said, no, wait, Francine, I... Francine, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let, let's hear a lyric. Let's see if you got it. Let's, let's go right now. I need a hot shot. That's all I can see. <laughs> wait, I, I, I thought it would. Wait, come on. I will do it together. I forgot. You know how, that song? I need a hot shot. Hot That's shot. Right. Hot shot. Hot. Hot shot. Hot shot. That's right. Yes. And I thank you, Donald. You keep the keep it going, and uh, don't let your people get your blood pressure down. I'm not going to let that happen. Thank okay. you, Francine. Let's a- go to Russell in North Carolina. Good morning, Russell. What's on your mind? Kind of playing on the last caller. Um, Karen White. Back in the 80s, had a big hit superwoman, African-American woman named Karen. And um, uh, as far as Larry goes, you know, there was a guy who played baseball back in the early 2000s named Khalil Green. The white guy with long blonde hair. Totally would throw Larry off. But I'm thinking maybe, maybe he should try his shtick at the Apollo some night. That's all I got, Dominic. Thanks. Wait, who who should try their routine at the Apollo? Larry? Larry, Larry, Larry yeah. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Thank Great you, show, Russell. Dominic. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, joining us right now, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. I think you could make the Apollo with that singing voice of yours, Dominic. <laughs> I, I've heard hey, you Frank. do that song. I've heard Frank. you do Al Green a little bit. I think, Frank, uh, Frank, what, what you got? Good. What you got? Let, 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 let's hear a few seconds of a song you got. What uh, you got? You, have you ever heard Joe Dolce's Shut Up a You Face? Yeah. Yes, go ahead. That, go ahead. That's Let's right. see okay. Verse. Um, okay. Well, let me uh, let me make sure I got it. it uh, okay. Hello, I'm a Giuseppe. I got a, something special for you. Ready? Uno, due, tre, quattro. When I was a boy, just about the eighth grade, mama hey. used to say, "Don't stay out late with hey. the bad boys." Always shoot the pool. Uh, you know, always follow the rules. <laughs> you know. Hey, you you know we just made Curtis Lee was greatest hits, oh, please. right? He could do two He's hours talk now. talk about us could... like a dog. Exactly. He could do two hours now. <laughs> what do you have coming up, Frank? Well, we have uh, four terrific guests today. For everybody that uh, that gets tired of me promoting folks that, uh, that believe in extraterrestrials, I actually have a skeptic on in the first hour by the name of Seth Shostak, and he's actually a very well-respected scientist an astronomer. He's the head of the SETI Institute. This is that group with those big satellite dishes that's always looking for aliens. I'm going to be joined by Brian Kilmeade. We're going to talk about these IRS whistleblowers and this uh, Trump target letter. I'm going to be joined by Chef David Burke. I attended a tremendous thing that he did the other day about dining in the dark. I had dinner blindfolded. It was really interesting. And the author of a new biography about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will break down his comments about COVID and Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. I will be back at 9 p.m. tonight in for Bill O'Reilly. Coming up right now, news headlines. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.